You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A quick shout out to Printful, our sponsor here on the show. Grow your brand and make a lasting impression with Printful. They offer more than 250 high quality products, from apparel and accessories to home and living items and so much more. Connect your store, choose your product, upload your design, and Printful is automatically fulfilling your orders on demand and shipping them to your customers around the world. There are no order minimums, so you won't get stuck with leftover inventory, and you only pay when you make an order. Hey everyone, I'm super excited to be here with Rebecca Worsley, one of our longtime agency partners. Rebecca is the founder and CEO of Rainy City, an agency of Shopify experts that has worked with over 300 brands on a full range of design and development needs. Rainy City is most well known for incredible redesigns. I actually just saw one. We'll talk about it. It was insane. And replatforming brands from other providers to Shopify. Rebecca, super excited to have you. Thank you for being on. And it's great to finally meet you. You too. Thank you for asking me. So I should have also said that I love following your content on LinkedIn, by the way. You do a ton of like posts about, you know, the results after redesigns and the conversion rate on Shopify. I love it. Yeah, I like try and get as much value on there as possible. So results, growth, but also some fun things as well. Nice. So let's start with Rainy City. For those that, that aren't familiar with the agency, maybe you can just give us a feel for the type of clients you work with and where you really focus? Yeah, definitely. So we've been going for about four years now. We only work on the Shopify platform. Uh, We recently got made Shopify experts last year, which was exciting. Congrats. Yeah, long time coming. Um, We work with like a range of all different types of brands. So from, you know, startups that have got like investment, SMEs and like big corporates as well. Like it's really nice to work with a different mix of clients from different backgrounds. I think you end up learning a lot about their processes and how things work, but it also mixes it up for us and it's quite fun. We tend to focus in kind of like the health, beauty, wellness industry, like a lot of kind of skincare, a lot of supplement brands. But then we do love working in like other niches as well. Like one really random one was like a Japanese figurine characters and all anime stuff so something really big and yeah that was that was a a fun one to do so yeah we like changing it up and and having a good mix to work on that's one of the fun things about this industry is like there's someone selling anything right and I always love when they come to privy or I, I hop on the phone with them you know you learn a lot about so many different industries it's awesome so sounds like you really work with a lot of different brands small mid size, some larger ones focus on on health and beauty but take on other projects as well. So today, I really want to like focus in on this idea of redesigning your e-commerce store. For many of the listeners, you know, the site is the core asset. That's where maybe 100% of your revenue or close to it is flowing through the store. And I'm a founder of a business, right? So I, I know this like feeling that so many of us get. It's like, our website, you know, it's like a reflection of where we were two years ago, right? Um, Let's redo it. Let's redo it again. Let's redo it again. But, you know, that's not always like the best thing to do. So, you know, I wanted to talk through like some guiding points for founders on when a redesign is the answer, right? Or is something they should pursue. And also when it's not, right? Maybe there's some things we can 
look at together on on what might be like a next step in figuring out when the right time is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a website is always going to be evolving and it's always going to be changing and there's always reason for you to enhance it and improve it. Like that's never going to end. But I think going down, you know, the full scale redesign routes, like it's important to look at a few different aspects on whether or not it is the right time. I think the main thing to start off by doing is looking at your data. Like if you're showing a super high conversion rate, your sales and your revenue is going up every month. Like, does it really make sense to cut back on everything there and focus your energy on a redesign? Probably not. It might mean that, you know, there are definitely some holes in the site where we could improve and fix them and tweak things and make smaller improvements, but full scale, probably not necessary. I think as well, like looking at when was the last time your website was updated, like some clients of ours come back to us at least once or twice a year and want to do big changes on the site which is great. And I think as long as every time you do one of those big redesigns and pushes, it's not going to have any negative impact on things. You know, we work with this brand over in America called West Coast Goalkeeping. They sell goalkeeping gloves and we do a redesign for them every year. Their revenue never dips, the conversion rate goes up Mm. and they just like to keep the design really fresh for the consumer, constantly updating like graphics on there, having new highlights, introducing new color palettes. And they're a massive brand as well. And you'd think the bigger the brand, sometimes they wouldn't necessarily go down that route of updating branding and, you know, not sticking to their core kind of brand guidelines. But it always works every time we do it. And it's fun and it's something new and it's exciting to show the consumers. Yes. West Coast Goalkeeper, they sell like goalkeeper stuff. Goalkeeping gloves. Yeah, for soccer. Goalkeeping gloves. Nice. And so let's talk about that, right? Because like they're redesigning their site every year sounds like they're partnering with you on that like what sort of data are you looking at before you come up with a redesign yeah like for any new brand that we kind of take on board like we'll always recommend having like heat mapping installed beforehand and I think that's a really key key thing to look at so you know how are the users currently navigating around the site where tends to be the drop-off points where are they clicking onto something that shouldn't be clicked on and are we really showing them the user journey that we want them to take. And I think having that heat map data is so important because it gives you such a good insight and it makes you remember that you're designing your website for your customers and not for you as the brand owner. And I think there's always a really difficult, you know, we have to try and guide our clients in in that way of thinking as well. Like how does the customer want the site to look? Not really how do you want the site to look? So yeah, always looking at the heat mapping before you get started on anything and then looking at the results afterwards. You know, the next day you're not going to see dramatic changes, but looking at those results over the next coming weeks to kind of see if things are improving, if the conversion rates dropped, then we need to go back to the heat map, look at what's happening, why are they dropping off, and then come up with a solution for that. Can I ask you something? That all makes perfect sense to me. The, the big question I have is like, when you first start working with a, a brand, do they even have a heat map vendor installed? Not usually. Like when they do, I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> <it's safe to laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't, don't feel bad if you don't have one installed <laughs> yeah. and, and you're listening to this. But so like step one is you guys help them install that and then you monitor yeah. like once enough traffic goes through that sort of thing. Yeah, like we always say, we use Lucky Orange. Um, It's only like $10 a month. 
it tracks all of your pages so you're not you know limited to a certain amount of traffic and we always do like for any new brand and we do this as like kind of like a free service so you can kind of see how we think and what our like motivations are for making these decisions is we'll do a heat map audit of the site on like your core pages home product collection cart and then we'll match that up with the UX overview and audit as well. And so the results that we find will often match up with what we were going to say with UX anyway. But it just gives us a little bit more backing and a little bit more data, you know, to prove our worth. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So just wrapping up on West Coast Goalkeeper, it sounds like you redesign every year. And the primary metric of success once you push out the new redesign, like, the metric that the brand and you're monitoring most closely is, is it revenue or is it conversion rate? Typically conversion rate. I think there's a lot of different factors that you could be looking into like traffic and, you know, is there, there a dip in the ads and things like that that could impact your revenue. So we try and look at it from a conversion rate point of view. Hmm. To be honest, like these guys, obviously they care about where that conversion rate sits in, but they've always had a pretty solid five, 6% conversion rate that goes wow. on throughout the site. So nice it's never really an issue of we need to get that up or it's not going to work. It's kind of like making sure we maintain it. And the last one we did in November, we did that for Black Friday and we got it up to like 9%, which was pretty good. Wow. That's crazy. So it sounds like that's a client that, you know, there's a real culture around like refreshing, testing new stuff, staying modern. That's awesome. Any examples out there of client conversation, or even if it's not a client where, you know, they thought they wanted to redesign, they came to Rainy City, you looked at the data or the numbers and and you actually recommended, hey, like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to hear about that too. Yeah, so a potential client came to us, they have quite a big skincare brand, they've got presence in like Ireland and Europe and America. And the conversion rate was sitting at about eight to ten percent. They didn't do any kind of paid ads. They only had influencer, like a single influencer that was bringing like a lot of the traffic in. The revenue was really high, like wow. you know, close to like being on plus, if not a bit more than that. And we did like the audit for them, and the site wasn't bad. Like it was a good looking site. We thought there could be areas for improvement. You know, it was kind of quite a basic site, but. We just thought at that point there, like anything massive could really impact that conversion rate that they've got running. And we wouldn't want to just take on a project just for the sake of taking on a project and earning revenue ourselves from it. Like we really want to make sure that the brands that we work with trust our decisions and we're not just going to sell them something that they don't need to have. Um, And I think at that point when we took like the data to him and shown him the audit that we'd put together, it just didn't make sense for us to work on that. I think as well, because they're just purely organic, they weren't quite ready to turn on like paid ads, like they just didn't have the time to kind of run that as well. So obviously, when the paid ads start running, then that conversion rate probably will drop, you know, with the cold traffic that's getting there. But yeah, yeah, it just didn't make sense for us at that point to do that. And we just felt going down the route of smaller changes as and when they needed to kind of help them out, which would be a much better solution. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of effort you know, it's a, it's a financial investment and time commitment to redo a site. So like to get under the hood, I mean, eight to 10% conversion rate, I've literally never heard of something that high. So yeah, that, that comes with a lot of risk. So if it's not broken, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe don't rush to fix it. But what about like another client where just like they came to you and it was so abundantly clear, like, wow, 
they, they really need an upgrade. Like any stories like that? Yeah, so we've literally just launched it and it, we're really excited to launch it. It's a company called Baraka Shea Butter and it was actually a lovely referral from the team at Privet. Nice. And, and these guys had a real split over the site. Like half the website was on WordPress. They had two bits on Shopify that was just for products and checkout and a ton and ton and ton of content. And they sell Shea Butter and all organic products that come directly from Ghana and it's all about helping the women that make the products like there's a real mission behind the story and it's it's not a regular e-commerce brand and I think they've got so much content and information that they needed to get out like looking at their previous site it was just really difficult to navigate through and figure out you know what that direction we wanted the customer to take was so starting with this like we really really stripped everything back started with a discovery the audit as we mentioned before then into discovery kind of looking through all of the information that they had and how we could organize it better so it still felt like they was giving a ton of info to the customer also that it was still like an e-commerce site as well because we do want them to shop and so we migrated everything from wordpress we moved them up onto shopify plus went through a massive ux process with the design team and the graphics team the site just looks amazing. Like we're so proud of it. It's insane. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> just while you were chatting, I, I have it pulled up. It looks incredible. And I know Wayne, the founder of Brock, I've had him on the show. I've talked about them a few times. I think they have an incredible yeah. story and it's, it's incredible to see like that story really come to life with a, a more modern yeah. kind of easy to navigate look. And it still kept like the, roots in it it's not like your typical like clean modern minimalistic look like it really brings in all of the fun elements that are behind Baraka and that what makes it I think as a brand yeah and the best thing about this since we launched it um sales are up 58 percent <laughs> that's insane yeah Wayne must be so excited that's awesome so yeah so that's a great example right because like all things remained equal yeah. Right. He he probably wasn't increasing his ad budget or anything like that. Same traffic, same email cadence and program, but a redesign led to 58% yeah. growth in sales. That's incredible. Yeah. It looks great. And I think it'll be so much easier for them to kind of maintain and manage as well now moving forward. Like everything's just so much more streamlined. And I think the feedback they've been getting from their customers as well is that they absolutely love it. So, I mean, that's what makes us happen. Nice. So is it fair if I were to like boil down the redesign process a little bit to like start with understanding the customer behavior? Mm -hmm. Your recommendation is to do that through heat map. Yeah. Right. Understand like the patterns that lead to sales and how they're navigating the site. Mm -hmm use that to drive the redesign design process. Ideally, you're yeah. maybe removing friction in the process that's already there for the consumer. And then, yeah, along the way, maybe there's some like updating on the, the look and feel of the site at the same time. Yeah. But that's like really the overarching process for redesign. Yeah, definitely. And also taking into account like what the brand owners want as well. We don't totally ignore them. <laughs> of, course, of course. We do still take their ideas and, and just like, yeah, merging it all together and then creating something that's unique, that works and that's made for the customers. Nice. 
Well, I, I learned a lot, Rebecca. I appreciate you coming on today. Some great stories, some really good examples here. And uh, thanks for everything you do for all our customers and, and yours as well. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Take care.